You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. Work and the Epidemic of Men's Depression By Moira Whiten, October 24, 2022 Nearly half of Canadian men meet the threshold for clinical depression and one in three think about suicide or self-harm weekly, according to survey results from a BC researcher released today. The survey of working-age men in Canada found 55% reported feeling lonely and one in four said they had experienced psychological pain so severe it made them feel like they were falling apart. To see that roughly half of men are indicating they're at least mild to moderately depressed is startling, said Dr. John Agrodniczak, a professor of psychiatry and founder of the Heads Up Guys Men's Health Program at the University of British Columbia. When men are questioning whether they should continue living or feel as they are breaking down, that's a frightening place to be as an individual, he told the Thai. The survey, co-sponsored by Heads Up Guys and Community Savings Credit Union, asked 1,450 English-speaking men over the age of 18 about their mental health and work lives. They had a median age of 43, about 85% of them were working full-time and 71% were white. More than 60% of respondents were employed in BC. The questions focused on the men's mental health and the impact their workplaces had on their sense of well-being. Agrodniczak noted that work lifelines have become blurred or eliminated altogether during the pandemic as remote working arrangements increased. The alarming findings show many men are dealing with serious mental health challenges and workplace supports, while clearly needed, are sorely lacking across all types of industries. 42% of respondents reported hazardous drinking or alcohol use disorders in their lives and about 35% of men reported feeling dread about going to work. 11% experienced weekly bullying at work, and about 6% said they were bullied, threatened or sexually harassed at least once a week. That primary activity that we do, if one-third of people are dreading it, that's a terrible place to be, Agrodniczak said. We have a lot of people showing up for work and they're not doing well. Just under half of respondents reported having poor social supports and never asking for help. About 30% of men said they were at least moderately burned out, and 36 were experiencing moderate to severe anger. And about 35% of men surveyed said their personal lives negatively impacted their performance at work. As soon as you step through that workplace door, you don't leave your old self behind, said Agrodniczak. The information sheds new light on the risk factors that contribute to men's disproportionately high suicide rate, Agrodniczak said. Men account for 75% of deaths by suicide in Canada. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for men under the age of 50 in Canada, according to Heads Up Guys, a resource for men living with depression. Agrodniczak said the culture of shame and toxic masculinity prevents many men from seeking help increasing their suffering and causing them to view feelings of sadness and being overwhelmed as a personal failure. According to Heads Up Guys, some of the male myths around mental illness include believing that depression is a sign of weakness, 
that anyone with enough willpower can snap out of feeling badly and that men should be manly enough to cope on their own without asking for help. We need to break down that barrier of shame for men, Agrodniksuk said. Workplaces can be an important venue for that shift, the men in the survey indicated. They want to see frank and open discussions of mental health issues at work, more paid time off and additional benefits to support mental wellness, such as therapy and counseling. Even something as simple as changing the terminology from sick days to health days can catalyze a mindset shift that prioritizes preventative rest and time off for mental and physical health, Agrodniksuk said. The report recommends offering more workplace social events, creating stronger anti-bullying and anti-harassment campaigns and providing information sessions on mental health and wellness practices to help employees more easily identify when they're not doing okay. Employers should also regularly review workloads and provide flexible employment arrangements as much as possible. Agrodniksuk sees masculine culture slowly evolving to be more open, from his practice as a psychotherapist for men, to his recreational hockey team's locker room. Agrodniksuk hopes the survey's findings will act as a starting point for broader policy and workplace action, and that it has inspired meaningful conversations among the participants already. Something small can have a profound impact, he said. If you are considering suicide or concerned about someone who may be, call 1800-SUICIDE, 1-800-784-2433 for information and support. Call 310 Mental Health Support, 310-6789 for emotional support, information and resources specific to mental health. Thanks for stopping by the Tai today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to thetai.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.